we are back. Yes, yes, we are. Hello, everyone. We have missed you. Did you miss us? I know I miss doing this. I miss doing this, too. And at the same time, the break was nice. Although, I never meant for it to be as long as it was. Yeah, a lot's happened since then. I saw our last episode was at the end of July. Yup, when the world was really starting to go crazy. (laughs) Yeah, um, a lot's happened for both of us since then. Very much so, unfortunately. A lot has happened for us on personal levels. A lot has happened for us on um, job-related levels. Uh, the world, you know, like our community levels, a lot has changed. Um, just a lot of change, and, and not all of it for the better. Well, how are you doing now, though? Um, I'm hanging in there. If you were to do, like, the, the scale 1 to 10 where you're sitting, 1 where you're perfectly fine and rosy, and 10 where you probably need someone to sit with you and make sure you don't do anything stupid and reckless, I'm probably sitting about a 6, 6.5. Um, it's just, it, it, it hurts. There's there's a lot on my mind mentally that's that's going to be there for a little bit, and then it doesn't help that this time of year, as anybody who has stuck around through our very long break, and who has listened before and knows us knows, uh, this time of year is always just kind of crummy for me. So stack that all together, and I have this wonderful little pile of. I don't even know what to call it. I don't have a cutesy name like I do for the Fruit of Fluff. I will come up with one, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm glad I'm talking to you again. And, you know, I've, uh, I ju- you know, I did my best, like, trying to keep up with you, like, letting you know I'm here. Yeah, and you were awesome I- for that. And, like, yeah, I know it was a really hard time for you. I went through, you know, I had my own issues myself the past few months. Um, I turned one year older in the time we were off. Yep. And I, I always feel down around that time of year. Yeah. And there was a uh, there was a period for much of August that I because we I went back to work on July twentieth, mm-hmm. so there was a period like a couple of weeks after I had been back and we were open that I wasn't adjusting well and. I needed I needed to alter my dosage on my medication too. But it was another thing where I had to work up some courage to go to my boss and say I'm having issues again and I needed to take more time off. Yeah. So like for 
over half of the second half of August, I ended up taking off work while I adjusted to my new dosage and tried to, you know, got my mind right again. And I'm doing a little bit better in that regard. That's good. But it happens every year in recent years around my birthday. Especially since, especially since just only two weeks prior is, marks the date that I lost my sister. So I'm dealing with that every year too. Yes. So, but overall, I'm, I'm doing better in general. And that's good. I'm glad. Although there is. Recently, there has been the stress of the election coming up. Oh, yes. And all, all that nonsense. Yes, although I highly doubt any of our non-U.S. listeners uh, <laughs> know that this is an election year. Just in case you live under a rock or, you know, you, you don't pay attention to U.S. news. Uh, we are in the middle of an election, actually. We have three more days before our president is decided. Actually, uh, to, well, if you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, that will be tomorrow. Yes, we... sorry. Two more wonderful days. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, I, I have a Twitter for uh, my Still Unknown podcast. And one of the people I follow on there is a true crime blogger from the UK. Mm-hmm. And... She, I saw one tweet from her by like how entertained she is by American politics right now. Yep. My Canadian friends, my Aussie friends, my New Zealand friends all like to tell me about how um, they wish us well and that they have uh, places of refuge for those of us that need it. But I really would hope that it doesn't come down to that. Like, we have very openly talked about our dislike of Trump on this podcast. And we have uh, listeners who like Trump and we respect you. Um, and we will always respect your views. I, even though I don't like Trump, I, I think I kind of lean slightly more conservatively. Um, being just a religious person, there's so certain hot button topics that I lean more towards that way. Um, but I'm also, as we've also discussed in this podcast, I'm very sex positive. I'm very sex worker positive. Um, I'm, I'm very pro-choice. You know, it's just a lot of it is it depends on what the topic is for me. So I understand. And I just I still feel, though, like Trump. I can see why Trump and Reagan are so well liked. Let's just put it that way. Um <laughs> like this, the, the hardcore Republicans. And I sometimes feel like I'm being, I'm the tug of war rope with my friends. Because I have friends who are very well meeting Republicans. And then I have friends who are very well meaning extremist liberals. And it's, it, it can get very loud 
it can get very exhausting. And I know um, our friend Crystal has commented about how uh, it's gotten nasty. And it has. It has very much gotten nasty um, with the hatred and stuff. But one thing that keeps coming up when we discuss this election, both in my household and in my friend groups, are how the only reason it's gotten so nasty is because we are literally teeter-tottering on the edge of this precipice where rights, liberties, and and freedoms for people that aren't straight, white, and basically male are, are going to be disappearing in, in various ways. Some of them very harshly, and others are going to kind of slowly peter off, and we're going to find ourselves back in a, a time period where literally only white straight men have any say at all which I mean in in many ways um how is that any different than now outside of the fact that as a woman I can vote um as a woman I can pretty much hold any job that a man does and so can my friends of color my friends of uh various sexual orientations etc and uh I don't know it's it's scary and a part of the fear reaction, as we've talked about again on this podcast, is to kind of lash out in a negative way, be that, um, I don't know, Joy, how, how would you put it? Trollishly? <laughs> oh, um, angrily, because I, I'm going to admit, I feel a lot of anger myself. Yes. With... Uh, just the whole state of everything going on. And it seems that that everyone says the news is only showing the most extreme version of it, but it's pretty, I mean, this is a mental health podcast, so not to get too political, but there, all this extremism is coming from the mouth of the president so when everyone talks about like the news is only showing the most extreme, well, the the, the extreme is coming from the president himself. The extreme is what we're living. Yeah. And I, I always find it funny. I've discussed having um, people of color very close to me in my life. And uh, you know, I, I don't want to use them as pawns. I don't want to bring them up too much where they feel uncomfortable but um having had them in my life i've been able to see kind of uh, a little bit between like a little bit more than just second hand um but for the most part second hand because again i will never live these experiences myself but it's a little bit different when you're you're watching them on a television and when you're witnessing them right in front of you and they're happening to somebody who you love and that you care for and that you know Versus you're, you're coming across it on the street as a state uh, as, of a stranger. And it just, I look at all this and I'm afraid and I'm angry. And I think I'm mostly afraid and I'm angry because the extremist views that were supposedly being forced on us are, are the reality. And it's always been the reality. It's just, we don't have this pretty drapery over the reality anymore. There's no fruitful of fluff on top of this reality anymore. It's been scraped off. 
And now we're actually seeing the true, real essence of what's been there the whole time. And there are many people whose eyes are being opened and who are looking at it and going, wow, I didn't realize there was that much proof of fluff and it being watered down for me or that I'd been ignoring it for so long. And then there are others are, who still refuse to remove the fruitful of fluff. And in some cases, like the president, um, are just pilot, piling more on. And I had COVID. You guys were with me when I was having COVID, where I was recording this podcast and having uh, struggling to breathe at one point. Um, you know, I just... It's very frustrating to have somebody who ultimately is the representation of your country, who is supposed to represent the people and speak for the people and have our best interests in mind. And none of them, there there will never be a president who's perfect. There will never be a president who has everybody's best interests in mind. There will never be a president who will be able to solve all the issues. And I understand that. I get it. I have accepted it. And I think I've accepted that more than some of my elders. Um, But this kind of behavior, though, it's not only just embarrassing, but it, it really makes us look worse than we already do. There's, like, having lived abroad, there's so many stereotypes that people use towards the Americans. And I, I was very lucky when I was in Canada. I'd only get a couple comments about how, oh, wow, I didn't know you were American. You know, I thought they'd be fatter or I thought they'd be, you know, ruder or I thought they'd be this or I thought they'd be that. Um, and I've heard other people say that, too, when they've gone abroad. Um, but for the most part, you just have this very stereotypical belief system and we we all have our stereotypes we've talked about that again on this podcast and how we have conscious and and subconscious stereotypes that we use both for ourselves and for others and um how that can affect us mentally and emotionally and having looked at some of those now and knowing how we're viewed elsewhere this isn't helping like (laughs) I would rather have somebody portray Americans as these kind of lazy, you know, overindulgent, fat people on uh, little motorized scooters that they draw us as (laughs) in their comments than what we're being portrayed as now, which is a bunch of people basically bowing down to a Hitler-esque persona. And, like, the, the fact that that parallel can be made so easily by so many people, and yet there are still people that refuse to see it or even acknowledge it in any way, shape, or form, that's exhausting. And I'm, I'm a white cisgender woman, okay? I, I am part of the LGBT umbrella, as we've discussed in this podcast. I'm you know, part of a couple other weird things too. But for the most part, when it comes down to it, I'm still white and cisgendered. I have a better chance of surviving any weird, like I have a longer time lasting 
outside of any concentration camps than some of my friends. And that scares me. We already have kids and women in cages with reports of people dying, people being sterilized against their wills. Um, just very barbaric conditions that I really had hoped I would only ever continue to read about in a history book. So I, I understand yeah. that, you know, we're mental health, but I, I think sometimes politics becomes mental health. It is. It, it's hard to not have separation between the two in these times. Because the response to COVID has become political. And I feel like mental health is at an all-time low. I, yeah. due Due to people not being able to work, people getting sick, people dying, um, not being able to see friends and family. Um, I, I've, in this, in the last several months since this whole thing started, I've only, like, gone out with a couple of friends one time, which I had, I had a couple of friends take me out for a breakfast brunch or a birthday brunch. And that's been it. Yeah, I, I haven't gone out. I haven't eaten in any restaurants. Um, Any place we go, we have masks on. We went trick or treating and we had masks on. And it was funny because, I remember counting the doors of how many people didn't wear masks and it was way in the low, like single digit percentiles in the grand scheme of things. But the dirty looks that people would give my kids if their masks were not right. Both. Like, it was a very double dipped feeling. I, I was both frustrated because my kids would ring the doorbell and then they'd step back like, far back, and then they'd hold out their buckets for the person to, like, underhand toss the candy into the bucket. Like, there was no physical contact. They weren't very close. They weren't crowding the door like we did when we were kids and out to treating or like kids would normally do in non-COVID times. And, you know, a part of me as a parent and as somebody who's just really just mentally exhausted felt along the lines of, give them a break. Come on. Like, just they have masks on. I'm sorry. They're not perfectly on them or, you know, I'm sorry. They're not perfectly six feet away or whatever. But on the other hand, I also appreciated it and I understood it. I don't want to, I don't want, you know, to give this to somebody else. I wouldn't want them to give it to us. I would, you know, never forgive myself if my kids caught this because we decided to suck it up and try and have some morality and go trick or treating. Um, you know, I, I got it. I got the point. It just, I don't know. I I feel very double dipped on a lot of subjects lately because it's just so long. Like, I just feel like there's no end in sight either. And like you said, because it's being politicized now, the memes are starting to come out that if 
this person gets elected, COVID is going to go on for forever. And if this person gets elected, COVID will literally be gone and disappear the day after they take office. And well, that's not going to happen regardless. Exactly. Like, (laughs) but, but I feel we'll be on a better track. I, it'll be taken more serious. You know what I mean? Yes. And there's a part like, of me that remembers the, the W administration with um, the, the two towers and 9-11 and all of that and how a lot of people felt that he made this mess, he allowed this mess to happen, he should have to stick around to clean it up. And normally I would side with them and agree. You know, give, a, give somebody the chance to clean up an error. But in in the no, this guy can't. Yes, in the, this current guy can't do it exactly, and I don't think and it's nor does nor does he care enough to do and it. And that's what it comes down to more is that I don't think that he can't do it. I think that he could. I think that you know, there's a lot of his plans that are good, and I'm not saying that you know. Again, no president is going to be perfect. As much as I love the Obama administration and thought that, that was one of the best presidencies in my lifetime that I can remember um, currently. I mean, obviously, there's more to come. But for right now, yeah. <laughs> Obama was, you know, the dude for me. And a lot of people fight me on that. No, he wasn't perfect. There's some stuff that I'm still, like, I'm frustrated with him about. But, you know, comparatively, I would take a third term of Bush over, over Trump. You know, yeah. like, it, I've had people, especially, like, my, my liberal friends, talk about how, um, if we were to compare them, we used to all complain about and make fun of George W. Bush, and how he would talk and represent us, and how he was an embarrassment, and now we have Trump. It's like, oh, God, we all need to apologize to George W. And, um, I, I think on multiple levels, we need to apologize to both of them. We need to apologize to George W. for, you know, making fun of him when he was, that's just how he talks, you know, like, that's very ableistic of many of us. And of course, you know, lots of us were kids when we were doing that stuff. So we really didn't know any better. We listened to our peers and our adults and made those comments. And then, you know, we didn't realize that speech impediments and things like that are just natural parts of people. And then with Trump, we need to forgive him a little bit and apologize to him for not realizing that he was so ill-equipped for this position that we never should have even allowed him in a position, in a place to be in the position in the first place. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I mean, the whole... The whole thing is just exhausting. It is. And, and that's the frustrating thing about all of this is that everywhere we turn, we are exhausted. And I have had so many people post and comment about on Facebook, on Instagram, um, on Twitter, everywhere. I've had people text me and tell me that they are just so mentally exhausted. And these are people both who m- suffer from mental health issues and who don't alike. And the people who don't have been sharing uh, about how, you know, this 
these different syndromes where when you're so exhausted um, from trying to make things normal or trying to keep peace or whatever, this is what happens. And I always kind of like, I don't want to say I always kind of want to because lately I've always kind of wanted to. It hasn't been like throughout this entirety of this thing. But most recently I've been more cynical and I've really kind of wanted to comment on all of those posts along the lines of, oh, well, <laughs> now you know how those of us with mental health issues feel 24 fucking seven. Um, like, welcome to the club. <laughs> this doesn't go away. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, I remember what it was like when I was first learning about my mental health and how that affected me and in truly kind of coming to understand what it was that friends and peers who had been suffering for longer than I had and had been trying to explain to me and tell me were saying. And well, sometimes I have to take a step back just as we all do. And we have to kind of understand where people are coming from. And right now, especially the biggest thing we can tell people is that you're here for them and not to be snarky as much as, you know, some of us want to be snarky. It's just not the time for it. I agree. (sighs) It's just like old times. You give all the thoughts and I disagree. (laughs) Or agree. Depending on how it goes, I don't think I don't think I think we've only disagreed on one or two things in the entirety of this podcast. I don't even remember what they uh, are. I don't remember either. They weren't big. Like we didn't fight. Like I think we argued and debated for like ten minutes, and then it was done. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's a scary time to be alive, and. What, no matter where you are, but if you are in the U.S. right now, it's a very scary time, especially if you are not white or cisgendered. And well, especially if you're not a white cisgender male. Like, Joey, right now, you're, you're king. You're sitting high, dude. Um, I don't feel that I know way. you don't. And that's because you have something called empathy. And I love that you have yeah. that. But for those of you, you know, for those men that don't have empathy, I, I doubt any of them are actually listening to our podcast. So, you know, those Carls and Kevins, is that what we're calling them? I forget. Kyles. Yes. Well, can I, 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 I don't want to like derail you here. Can I just say how I honestly hate that term Karen is used for like pretty much a bitchy woman. Yep. Because first off, that's my mom. My mother's name is Karen, but I just, what it is, is apparently the, the word bitch is one of those words that, is not right to say anymore. Yeah. With some people. So it's basically them using Karen say bitch this time. 
Yes and no, because you have to remember that similar to other terms, Karen originated from a different community than us. You know, the people that actually name our children Karen. Um, I, I didn't mean that for a laugh. I didn't mean that truly. But um, yeah. yeah, they looked at it and went, Karen is a very basic name for an older white lady who refuses to acknowledge that she is wrong, who um, is going to throw a hissy fit over the littlest thing and is going to demand, you know, ridiculous things to compensate her. Like, they don't match up. Like, normally, you or I would go to a store. Something would be wrong. We would be bent out of shape. And we would, you know, ask for a compensation that worked together. Like, I've been in the store and a sale item, they didn't properly plan a sale item that they've been, you know, advertising for over a month. And then the day comes and everything's sold out within five minutes. So the compensation is that you can buy the same brand, but in a different size for that sale price. That satiates me. You know, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But a Karen is not. No, Karen wants you to sell her the entire fucking aisle for that price. That's, that's where the term originates. It's kind of like the whole um, Becky like, Becky was a young uh, white woman who was trying too hard to be black or Latina. Mm. You know, these terms come from people outside of the white culture. And like everything, we kind of commandeer it. And then we bastardize it. And, um... Yeah. That's something... I have decided to really work on while sitting at home is I've tried very hard to remove slang terms from my vocabulary that have not been like that. I haven't as a white person been given express consent to utilize. And like, I, I've always cringed when I've seen white people with dreads. Because A, knowing what I know about white hair, if you don't have the specific type and texture of hair, it's not, it's not actually dreading. It's just matting. And you cannot convince me otherwise. You can try, but you won't be able to do it. Because I've literally seen and held both dreads from an actual like hair type that's meant to be dreaded and matted hair that somebody claims is a dread. And they are two different things. They smell two different ways. They look and feel two different ways. It's, yeah. Um, I've always cringed at that. I've always felt that was wrong. Same way that I have always felt that black face, brown face, and yellow face are wrong. Um, it's just been a, a frustration. And I feel like if I could stop using GIFs and memes with people not of the same ethnicity as I was in a way to not further stereotypes, specifically those geared at my people of color friends, then I can also remove some of the vernacular from them that they haven't said white people can use. And maybe that's going overboard. And maybe some people will be in my inbox again and bitching at me about how I'm being too politically correct. I don't fucking care. I really don't. 
I think that this is a common courtesy so that I can respect somebody's culture. And if people want to allow me to use those words, they'll let me know. If they don't, I'm going to respect it. Either way, I believe in respect. And it's just how it goes. So, especially right now in our world, when I as a white person can get away for for saying those things or wearing those hairstyles, but yet in 20 fucking 20, my brother still can't, you know, wear his hair naturally. He can't speak the way that he normally would speak. I have friends who have to do the same thing. Like they have to have their hair in certain ways and stuff. It's just bullshit. Like, why is it okay because of the complexion of my skin tone that I can wear those things and say those things and nobody looks at it funny? But yet, as somebody whose actual culture is that way, wears and says those things, they're looked down upon and even possibly hindered from maintaining or getting a job, period. Like, it just seems like just a little bit more of a step that I can make towards helping a culture to kind of pave the way so that they can be themselves and embrace themselves and their culture while I just accept, you know, what I have in my life, which is like what I think white people have wonder bread and mayonnaise and really, really shitty potato salad, which by the way, um, (laughs) to the person that hopped into my inbox and told me that I would always be invited to the barbecue as would Joey. I love you. Um, Let me know. I will bring non shitty potato salad. Um, I don't put raisins and shit, I promise. Um, (laughs) no, I love that. That made me happy. Um, I also appreciate the check-in that that person did with me. Uh, it was very nice. I greatly appreciate that. Um, yeah. (sighs) I don't know. I have friends that are, uh, LGBTQ that are scared too. You know, there's just, there's so much rights that are going to be taken away and it's, it's going to be scary. And I don't know. I think this is going to be one election where I actually stay up and wait for all the ballots to be counted. Cause usually I'll stay up and I'll watch it. And then it's like, all right, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I'll look in the morning and see who won. I think this year it's just too important to go to bed. Well, and also this year it could take a few extra days. I don't know. Cause we have we've had so much early voting and mail in voting that I would like to hope that um, you know we'd be on top of that shit. But you never know. And then I'm just curious how it's going to go. I'm curious how much these odds are going to be because of certain rumors. And I I, I like I'm, it's sad that I have to call the news rumors because. Unless I go outside and, like, read something from the UK or from Canada or from Germany that I have to have translated for me, I can't get accurate news stories inside my own fucking country. Um, I'm sorry. I have to laugh to keep from crying at that. Um, About, like, 100,000 votes in each state that were mailed in uh, being contaminated with covid and having to be destroyed. Like, I just... That makes me very nervous. 
Like, if these odds aren't, like, I just feel like everything's going to be very marginal. Like, this this is going to come down very slim. Like, this might actually be one of those years where we actually need the Electoral College. I feel like if there's a landslide either way, something went wrong. And how bad is that? Like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and I know I'm probably making a bunch of other people with anxiety anxious as well, because this is something that's been on my mind. Like, just sitting there in the back, just kind of, like, rattling around going, "Mm, election, mm, election, fraud. And I'm just like, oh, okay, you just go back there, eat your cookies. You know, suck the life out of a politician. Leave me alone. And um, it's it's kind of worked. But then it hasn't, the closer we get to this, and I, the more I, I see those things popping up and people sharing them on Facebook and everything, it's just, it's scary. And I keep trying to fact check them on my own by, like, going into, you know, different countries' news, and it just... I don't know. Scary. Scary to think about. Yeah, I know. And I don't know. I'm doing my best to get through yeah. it. Right I now. think the only reason why it's so scary of one side, if it's a landslide towards one side, is because as much as I can see that actually happening, especially with how many people are upset. I don't, like, I just, I don't see it going over well with the other side. And I feel like that could create so many more issues than we already have. And that scares me. Yeah. Like, have we ever had to have a president forcibly dragged out of the White House? No. I'm just like, I, I almost feel like maybe they need to serve him with a notice of possible eviction now so that he can kind of like mentally prepare. Um. Because <laughs> I just, I just foresee I, this being a tantrum and like, like the angry kid, no, and locking all the doors. I'm not letting you in. Um, Again, guys, dark humor is my way of, of satiating my anxiety, so I apologize. Um, hopefully, you're all laughing with us. If you're not, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yell at me later. Um, I don't know. It's just it's going to be very interesting. It, um. I don't know. I th- I think too much about it. I just start to I don't know. Get really I don't know. I get overwhelmed uh, the more I think about it, and then I also get overwhelmed. Yeah, overwhelmed. The more I think about impeding holidays, because let's be honest, no matter how this election goes down there are going to be even more people who either can't go home to a family or who are going home to a family that is not going to um, respect them. 
in one way or another. Either you're going to be disrespected because you voted for the other person or they're assuming you voted for the other person. You're going to be disrespected because of your sexual orientation. You're going to be disrespected um, because of your uh, gender identity. You're going to be disrespected because of who you're dating. We disrespected because of your gender, just period, um, your job status. I mean, there's so many things. And my family fights already. And um, for those of you who don't follow my personal account, um, I lost my papa this past month. And uh, he was kind of the glue that held my family together. And while we fought, it was never really bad until the last year. Uh, he was really starting to get sick. And now, with him gone, um, some comments have been made in my family regarding, like, who's invited to what and stuff of that nature. Um, I just, there's this extra weight and this extra fear that it's going to get really bad and not just public with what. And I'm not looking forward to that. But to try and, you know, not spiral into an uncontrollable um, depression again where I might need to consider inpatient care, I have decided that tomorrow, uh, or if you're listening to this today, I am going to um, put up my Christmas decorations early. Because as much as I dislike Christmas... (coughs) Fuck it, I need some lights and some good holiday cheer. Yeah, I... In past years, I've... I've kind of railed against the people who, like, put the Christmas decorations up on November 1st, like, immediately after Halloween. Just, like, let us get some Thanksgiving first. Like, this year... Like, it's, the rules are out the window. I don't, like, we all need to do whatever we can to per, per Exactly, and up. if you want to keep your Halloween decorations up, you know, and have those be Christmas, like, pop fucking Santa hats on those, you know, awesome unicorn skeletons or giant bird skeletons or whatever the fuck you have out there in your front yard and call it, you know, a Nightmare Before Christmas display. I will love it. Put your Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa decorations up. Um, you know, fuck, even if you don't celebrate and you just want fucking lights, go ham, man. Go get you some lights. Just whatever's going to make you smile a little bit more. And right now, my kids are what makes me smile. And that was part of why I took them trick-or-treating. <laughs> it's stupid. We were like the only family out there um, we went out three different times in three different areas to just try and score some candy, and I mean, we did okay. <laughs> they mostly got like little bags of Doritos <laughs> and popcorn and shit, which is awesome. Um, you know, my kids aren't sugar high and they've got snacks. <laughs> um, <laughs> how are they they're doing? Okay. Um, Sean is still wrapping his head around the loss of Papa. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's, he has to remember everybody uh, 
whether you're new or old. My my son is only three. And this is his first real experience with death. Um, Keely is taking it harder. She had quite a few days where she couldn't do school, where she'd either be screaming and throwing things or sobbing uncontrollably. Um, we're slowly getting back on track. It's just, she's, she's asked, you know, she's tired of e-learning. She misses her friends. She was upset that we couldn't go trick-or-treating with her friends in a big group like we would normally try to, especially when a couple of them live just down the street from us. Um, you know, she was upset that she couldn't go over to her aunt and uncle's house and trick-or-treat with them, um, even though they had discussed that with me. Uh, it was just, you know, it, it's easier and it's safer to, you know, be apart as much as that sucks. I mean, they've gone over and spent the night with them for like a little reward and that's been fine. Um, but for the most part, we've been trying to, you know, keep away. And even when we do see each other, uh, it's usually outside in the backyard. And now that it's getting colder, it might be a little bit different, but um you know, it's just, it's protection. And I get it. My sister's uh, husband is very concerned about COVID and having had it, I respect that. I get it. Um, you know, I, I don't want to make them uncomfortable either. I just, I want to respect their needs, but like my kids just want that normalcy. And now with this, it's just an added thing. And Keely um, has come up with asking for mental health days. So on those days, I'll send a message to her teacher, and instead of participating in Zooms, uh, she does all of her schoolwork still. She just doesn't get onto the Zoom because she just doesn't want to. She doesn't have to smile and pretend that she's okay. And I think a lot of us can respect that. You know. No, I know. I mean, as I as I said, I took some time off work, like not too long after going back, yeah. because it's. These are. They really up are. Ears. There's no other way. There's no. no other way to put it. It's just it's rough. So they're excited to um, help me with the the well help grandma with the stuff on the ground. I'm gonna be up in the air, hanging the lights as usual, doing all that decoration fun stuff. I actually did have Josh. If anybody who's been around listening for that remembers, my friend Josh, who was a guest on our podcast uh, last time around this year. Uh, has offered to come over and help in case I need it because, you know, back and everything. I think I'll be okay, yeah. though. Um, yeah, me, I'm two whole states away. I so know, I but if teleportation was there, I know you'd come yes. help. <laughs> so we're cleaning today. I don't know if you hear the vacuum go on and off every now and again. Um. You know, we're just we're trying to do a big clean, and then tomorrow because it's supposed to be in the 60s here, which is weird. It's I, I feel like Mother Nature is throwing a hissy fit too. I don't know if I about anybody else, but it was like 25 yesterday. Today it's 30, and uh, tomorrow it's gonna be like 58. <laughs> well, I mean, tom- here it was mid 40s today, yesterday, and today. It's uh, gradually getting warmer. I think by this time next week, it's going to be 71. Yeah. Again. 
which um, it's, I don't know. I'm fine with it because I'm doing the virtual pumpkin run. Um, so yeah. I have to run around my neighborhood. I have to, I'm doing a 5k, uh, which I mean, running for me with my back right now, cause I keep getting scolded. I've, I'm slowly getting into running, but I keep getting scolded by, um, my back doctor and by my PCP about it because they're like, you have back issues, you're overweight. You know, we don't want to fuck up your knees. We don't want you to fuck up your back more. Don't run. But I love it. I'm starting to love it. Um, so it's more like, like a quick walk, light jog deal, but you carry a pumpkin with you and, um, I'm cheating instead of carrying a real pumpkin due to my back. I have a beautiful, you know, actual size, um, styrofoam pumpkin. (laughs) That's my buddy. So (laughs) I'm going to carry that. Um, and for the virtual run, all you have to do is take a picture of yourself with your pumpkin at your starting point and then uh they send you a code to log into for uh like the map it's it's kind of like the map my run app but it's it's different and then you go off with your pumpkin and yeah it'll be my my first medal because i didn't like the t-shirt i thought it was kind of lame yeah well, I'm probably, I talked to my mm-hmm. counselor yesterday, and I'm probably, I told her I'm making a plan to finally get back to the gym next weekend. Yeah. So, because I've paid for like the last three or four months since they reopened, I have not been back once, and I've paid for... I think it's been three months now. I paid for nothing. Yeah. So I got it. And it's, and I would have canceled it except like even, even Planet Fitness is a pain in the ass to like try to cancel a gym membership. So I'm good. And I always, I always knew I was going to get back at some point. So I was talking with my therapist yesterday and that's something I've been talking with her about. And I said, all right, I'm setting it for next. My goal to get back is for next weekend. And she's like, and she's like, all right, send me a text and send me a picture of, of the treadmill screen or whatever that you're there. Yeah, exactly. Done. I'm yeah. Then normality will help though too. Cause I know how much you enjoyed the gym. Like I enjoyed my outdoor walking and running. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that and everything else. And I'm I'm not where I wanted to be at this stage of the game of 2020, but I'm I'm not I'm not completely over yet either. Like I haven't given up. I'm not back at square one, and I think that's the important part to focus on. Yeah, it is, and um, yeah. Hey, uh... Another bit of good news I wanted to share. This past week, I received my five-year service award at the library. So, yeah, I was. You should be. That's well deserved. (laughs) 
yeah, we get one like for every five That's years awesome. we work there. No, it's a uh, yeah. So that's pretty much what's been going on yep, with me. Why not too? So there's a a, yeah. a decently sized episode for everybody. We're back. We will try to you know once again get these started. Um, you know, every week for you guys. Yeah, I. I... Yeah, I, I think, like, this is just, like, as of right now, I'm comfortable saying, like, this is just, like, like these yeah. are going to come as we go. And they may not all be on Monday. They may just, just be whenever you know, we can do them. Yep. They may not be every week. Because every, like, b- before, like, in the run we did before, I know it's like we try to say like we'll try to get back to do it every week. Then we would go like three weeks, and then we had this long yep. break where lots a lot happened for both of us. Yeah. And yeah, I looked our 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 last episode date was Oof, July twenty seventh. That hurts my soul, but yes, no. So we'll try to get more episodes out to you guys. I know that that sounds wishy washy and and crappy of us, but. We do love this podcast. We do love and appreciate all of our listeners. And we do hope that no matter what we talk about, even if it's just us venting our bullshit, that it helps somebody to know that, hey, I'm not alone. I'm also feeling this way. Um, Because that's our goal. That's our ultimate goal here. You know, we're not physicians. We're not here to, you know, give you giant dictionary words and terminology from medical uh, encyclopedias. We're not here to diagnose. We're just here to give information and, and talk about life and how everyday life can affect you mentally and how to overcome it sometimes. Um, my goal with this podcast, as we talked about back in June when we had our one year anniversary, was to get back to scheduling our episodes and um, getting guests on again because that was always great. And I, I know that Joey and I can do that. I see this podcast lasting a while and sticking around, even if we only have, you know, 12 viewers or even just two or 200. You know, the world is a crazy place right now. <laughs> Who knows what we'll get? But um, if you yeah. like us, share us with your friends. You know, if you have things that you want us to talk about, tell us. We're not mind readers, but we do like to hear from you guys. Uh, we do like the check-ins. We do like the topic suggestions. All of it. Uh, give us the good. Give us the bad. Give us the ugly. Give us the great. We are here. Yeah, I'll, I'll be here as yep. long as you want to be I'm here. I'm good. I'm sticking <laughs> around. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, it was... Great it was. It was very again. refreshing. Yes. And I, love I love you too, you, Joey. My Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> my vanilla pea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've only been able to I say know, that I know. So it's kind of nice to actually so. hear it and say it. It's awesome. I think I need to... Um, I haven't been able to draw either because I shut down my Etsy due to stress and just everything with my life. Um, but I think maybe I'll draw, I'll finally have time to draw those different holiday um, 
images of us for our cover photo. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, all right, well, Allison, I hope you have a you great week. Well. I hope Keely and Sean they will are be. well this They'll, week. They will They kick ass. They're pretty good kids. They are, from what, <laughs> from what I know about them. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll talk to you throughout yeah. the week. We'll try to plan. Our next exactly. One and everybody these, out so. there listening, There's... we'll be here when you're ready and when we're capable and ready. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Bye, y'all. <laughs>